guys, welcome to the. I'm the Black Muslim Girl. Assalamu alaikum, everybody, and welcome back to the TVMG podcast. Wa alaikum salam. Hey, 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 welcome back to the TBMG podcast. My name is Khadija B, and I've got chilling with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with them today, but they normally actually join in. But... <laughs> I was waiting for Aisha's, but Aisha Rumi, and then it's the baby. Aisha, I, Aisha Rumi. No, I was born now, man. It's too late. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I feel like by now, if you've been listening, if you've been listening enough, you know who I am. Like, or just you know, check the summary. My name is the Aisha. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me not be. Let me not be um cocky. My name's Aisha Rimi. Um, yeah, I can list my accolades later, but you know, let's let's continue. Oh, let's <laughs> Um, and today we have a very special guest um, with us today. Oh, I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited. This this guest, I've been trying to get her on the podcast for a minute. And I'm so excited that she's on this podcast. I think she's probably going to be the youngest guest we've ever had so far. Yeah. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Yumna. I am... Turn 16 this month and I live in Birmingham. I just want to say a massive, massive, massive thank you to all three of you girls for allowing me to be on this podcast, express my views. And I'm so, so happy because I've been listening to TBMG for so long. And like, it's like a good reminder as individuals um, about who we are and our place on this earth. And I think it's just, it makes me all, it makes me so happy, so reflective and grateful each time I listen to it. So thank you so much. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a bit about what you do? Because, like, you have a list of things that you do that I think everyone yeah. should, should tell know us, about. Tell everyone. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess I'm an outspoken girl with a lot to say. And I do this through being the chair of my um, local youth council. It's called Birmingham Inspiring Youth Council. I'm also the deputy member of youth, UK Youth Parliament, which is an, actually an apolitical organisation. So it's not affiliated with any political party. Um, I'm also a Bite Back 2030 youth leader, which I'll probably discuss more. But essentially, it's a youth-led organisation working to halve childhood obesity rates, um, disrupt the food system, ensuring young people have the opportunity to be happy and healthy no matter where they live. Um, I'm a spoken word artist. I do a lot of um, creative writing um, in my spare time. I have a lot of hobbies, public health, neuroscience, crochet. I co-authored a book um, when I was 13 um, in year eight with my cousin. It's called Struggles of War. um, exploring the war in Palestine through a child's lens. Um, I think the more I've grown as a person, I've developed my interests. Like the more I've grounded, I've become the more confident I am in myself. The more optimistic I am about the future. And um, yeah, I'm so happy to join you all today. You list, you like you talk a lot about like some different like community work that you do and activism. How did you get first like get involved in that? Because let's let's let let's let people know you're only 16. So like you you're like doing a lot for such a young age. So like how did you how did you get into that? So first, I I was always interested in like um social justice issues through a young age. Like I watched the Arab Spring like when I was eight years old. Like things like that like influence and shape me into a person I am today. I've always seen those things and I've always um 
like as much as I want to speak about these things I didn't have that platform or that outlet so I found my youth council about a year and a half ago um so I joined and then they I was introduced to something called the UK Youth Parliament and I was like wow let me try and put myself up for this so I went out, I made leaflets, posters, everything, went to different schools. I talked about my journey and who, like what impact I want to create. And then I was elected as the deputy member of UK Youth Parliament for Birmingham. And through my role, like I like consult different organisations about the issues that affect young people, whether that be in healthcare, education, um, social care, policy making, whatever it is. We basically just um, talk to these decision makers and these policy makers and see how we can um, impact them. And yeah, that's how I started. And how was it like for you? Like when you first started, because you're very young and you're entering these spaces that does get a lot of pushback sometimes. Did you have to, did you deal with any of that? And did you face any challenges along the way being so young? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I felt imposter syndrome because I spoke to people that didn't look like me. I talked about issues that didn't affect them, but affected me. I spoke about what, my community needs and what like the challenges that we face and actually not just talking about the challenges but actually presenting tangible solutions to problems that exist and I think that when you're so when you couple character with your conviction and with your um courage then you become the authority in your life because you remember that man has never made any material as resilient as the human spirit so that when you are so connected with your purpose and when you know what impact that you want to create You won't allow any obstacle to stop you and you'll try so hard to overcome any obstacle. And I did that like through my own unique contributions, I think. Nice. So you're hitting us with gems left, right and center. So anyone and everyone that listens to the the purpose, you know, to the podcast knows that... um, I am very, very purpose-driven. And, like, I've been listening to you and you speak about purpose a lot. And I think it's very interesting that as a 16-year-old, you know the importance of purpose and it's something that is so grounded in your life, it seems. So, like, what would you say your purpose is? I think that everyone can have a lot of different interests, but you need to, like, put that together to, like, a single goal. And my single goal, like my mission, I always say my calling is like, I want to help as many people as I can, but especially like the underrepresented communities, like marginalized communities. And I want to help them achieve their purpose and, you know, fulfill their own potential because there are so many people with talent, but they don't get noticed because of various different things. And that I see is, People say, um, let's be a voice for the voiceless. I don't see it like that. And I actually wanted to talk about this because people say, let's be a voice for the voiceless. But like, it's not, they're not actually voiceless. They're just deliberately silenced. And what you need to do is separate, like everyone has their own initial power because your power is your authority. It's like the influence that you can create. And if you have, if you have that, then you can uplift these other communities without bringing them down and saying voiceless because they're not voiceless. They're just deliberately silenced. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I was like at 16. I'm trying to think. I think well, I was Free wings and chips after school before I go to revision. That's what I was doing at 16. Stressed by GCSEs. <laughs> wow. Stressed Crazy. by, yeah, 
like something you mentioned earlier about imposter syndrome and I think that's a um interesting topic and I was wondering how have you because you're so sorry I don't want to keep harming out harming on about your age um but like how do you how do you um combat imposter syndrome how how have you yeah like yeah that's my question yeah and also to you guys as well my first experience was I'm interested in global health um, equity and justice so I was speaking I got chosen to speak at the um, clinical clinic it was a wonderful opportunity but what I realized was it was literally a virtual event with um, 60-ish medical professionals and I was speaking to them and what I noticed was there wasn't anyone who looked like me there was no one who wore a hijab there was no one who there was I think one visibly black woman who didn't actually get to speak that much um, and then there was me and then I was trying and I was speaking to them and I felt and I felt so alone because I was like, there was, there's no one with me. And I didn't, I didn't, that was like one of the first times that I spoke about something that I was really passionate about. So I, um, the, how I combated it by speaking with, speaking the truth, basically. I said what I, I needed to say and I left it at that. And I, and I showed them that no matter where you come from, your background, anything about you, 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 it's not an obstacle to achieving what you want because when you're so, like I said, when you're so crystal clear on what your mission is, when you, you want change so badly, you will do anything, you will cross any bridges to achieve it. So, yeah. That's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. I want to touch on another aspect of something you've also done, which is public, being, a, being a published author. How did you go about doing that and like what inspired you to want to write a book Mm -hmm. so it was it was it was co-authoring a book so I wrote something about um exploring the war in Palestine and my cousin wrote a portion about the war in Somalia and we linked them basically just through the common theme of their two children going through a war and their struggles basically that they faced and I, I actually wasn't, I've always loved writing. So I've wrote, written from a young age. Now I'm doing um, freelance articles. Um, I do a lot of um, like writing commissions outside of um, school and stuff. So I wanted to write a book. I was 13 at the time. If I go back now, I would change it. But I see how it's like helped my progression because now I see I was here and now I'm, I've progressed in my, journey, my writing journey. So I wrote, um, I basically wrote it because I didn't know any other way to um, basically channel my creative spirit other than through writing. Because at the time, I didn't speak as well as I do now, I think. I was um, much more shy. I loved writing. And so that was the only medium that I could do it. It was, it was, it's published um, through KDP, I think it's called. So it's like, um, I published it myself. Um, with my cousin's help and um, through Amazon so it's no you can only buy the book through Amazon and a lot of like the people that I've read it have thought wow it was it was amazing and I see like the progression I made like I said it was it was the writing that I did back then was nothing like the writing I did now and I don't have the same um, like belief that I did back then about I think sometimes like I said I used to be like let's be a voice for the voiceless and now I'm just no, I don't do that anymore. Um, so yeah, I think that's how my writing journey like developed through time. And now I'm writing more about serious topics. Um, I always write about serious topics, but 
I think that now I've become more conscious and more aware of what I'm talking about. This voice being the voice for the voiceless thing, like, I feel like it's something that as black Muslim women is kind of like imposed on us a lot, like from outside. But then I do think like some in the community, like we do kind of go with it and it's like, yeah, I'm going to be uh voice for voices or whatever but like how do we like champion our voices but without being like belittling it in a sense i don't if that makes sense this is like a broad question to anybody i don't know if that made any sense actually now that i'm saying it out loud Not no i get what you're trying to say you want people's voices to be heard but without yeah. seeing it as them being voiceless yeah you want to just champion their voices. Yeah, because you know yeah, how, how, how do you want like, to balance that? Like, I think not every representation is good. Um, that's one thing that we need to remember. And also, initially what we need to understand is basically to have a level, some level of power and influence. Power influences our everyday reality internally and externally. And so when we are affirming the position of being the voice for the voiceless, we're basically propagating the structures that say certain voices, certain lives are valued more than or less than others. So if we continue to reinforce our status in our, like our position in life, then we say like some, some lives are worth more than others and some aren't. And so the way like to combat it is basically re, like building a society that understands these people's struggles and help these people empower them to not put them on the same level, but to like change the environment that has imposed the silence in the first place, I think, which is important to understand. So make sure that all the voices are heard and they carry equal um, substance, basically. That's a good way of looking at it. And I guess it's you mentioned something about like creating an environment where you're not reinforcing the same structures that are keeping them quote-unquote um, silence so I guess being able to just let them tell their stories in a way that works for them and allows them to navigate the spaces that they're in that are holding them back I think there should be more of a focus on that because you are right in the sense that not all representation is good representation because there's some sort of representations that don't really add any value to the communities that it's meant to be serving um, I think we've seen that a lot with what's been going on this year with all the diversity and inclusion conversations and how, you know, it's just a matter of tick boxes and it's not really adding value or empowering the people that it's supposed to be serving. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I guess, so you're you're obviously doing bits and, like, what what's that like with, like, your community and, like, your friends and everything? Do you have... Have you ever had like an experience where, you know, someone's like, oh, like you're only 16, you shouldn't be doing this? Or even as a black Muslim woman, have you faced difficulties in like being taken seriously? Do you feel? Yes, I think that like, not if like you can give me your opinion, but if I don't, if I don't see it as important or if I, don't um like value your opinion as much like this goes to anybody like if I if I see that you're giving me an opinion that I like I totally disagree with then I won't listen to that I'll basically dismiss it I'll just be like this is 
who I am and if you're not like if you if you don't agree with me to some certain level then like I'm sorry but I'll actually just dismiss your opinion um to that like to that level I would just be like um like listen we don't have we we can agree to disagree basically and I see that with like a lot of people like they'll just take in all this negativity and then afterwards it basically just like if if I take in all the negative things that people say it will basically just hurt me so if I if I like if constructive criticism is fine like I'm happy with that I actually I I want that I want someone to say look like say this is like you shouldn't be doing this how about try this I think that is more better than just saying well um because you're black and you're Muslim and you live in Birmingham in a deprived area whatever whatever um you can't do this and I don't I don't I don't see it as you can't do it. I just, I go out, I specifically go out of my way to try and get something that I want. If I, if I want it and I see that it's important and it's going to make change, then I will go out and I'll get it as much as I want, basically. Mm. That's so important. How do you balance all of this with like studying, making time for friends? Like how have you found that as you've grown up? I think that sometimes people find me annoying. I'm just talking about like issues that affect like the community, but at the same time, it's like um, it's like I try and find a, a balance. So I do still do my grades. I still like I'm still good at school and everything, but I don't ever forget like my grades. At the end of the day, they really don't determine as much as people would like to think, and um, like the impact that I could have is greater than um my grades that's how I see it anyway and I try and have a balance for everything like I always put time aside to um focus on my faith to read my Quran to do my do what I need to do and then everything else comes secondary to that I think like education always comes first but sometimes I feel like some some you sometimes you won't have like a clear-cut balance it will be like some in some certain like circumstances some people would say like doing this podcast today when you have a mock tomorrow is just like totally like what are you doing like go and revise but I don't see it like that I see it as this is like an investment into myself and I'm speaking to people that I am really interested in and I'm talking about something that I'm so passionate about and I'm like surrounded in a good place and now I'm feel in a much better position to then go and do my revision rather than the opposite way around if you know what I mean that's crazy like how have you um it's very like you seem uh, I don't even know the words to use it's quite um this is the first time you're leaving us so speechless like this is yeah, insane uh, very speechless you remind me of a oh sorry I don't know if you can hear Azan going on Daisy. Um, oh okay what, what's the words you have left out the whole conversation I have to confirm you have left me very, very speechless. You, in fact, remind me of a younger me, but a more confident me. So you remind me of a sixteen-year-old Khadija, but an upgraded version. It's crazy, like, like, like very like um bold and assertive, and that's what I really wanted to speak about. How manage navigating each of these spaces obviously as a, a a young black muslim girl how have you managed to navigate them being as assertive as you are because you seem like a no-nonsense type of girl like 
this is what I want, this is where I'm going, and this is what I'm going to do. Like, that's, that is the vibes that you give off. You're very much boom, 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 boom. And obviously, as a young girl, it's very easy for people to kind of um, take advantage. Um, so how, how do you manage to kind of do everything that you do, but still be very assertive and still be very bold within, like, who you are? I think I'm still trying to work that out myself because you said I'm like I'm very um boom 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 like I'm very go getter but at the same time I'm like and you said you people won't take advantage of you that has happened actually a, a lot of times as as much as you would like to think it hasn't it has um I'm not I'm not as like um I don't know how you say it. I'm not as like confident as I make it out to be but I when I'm I think one thing that I'm really good at though is assertive in my belief I think that's one thing that I've got like I've nailed it like I'm it's started in my identity but sometimes it will be like it will be here and it'll be there like some days when I'm when I'm in a position to speak to people that are like um of like I can relate to then I can show like show myself a bit more if you know what I mean like if I was speaking to people that weren't you like that weren't from like a similar background or you know Muslim or like I wouldn't feel as confident as I do I'm gonna like say that now I'm not as confident as I am now than if I was to speak to a bunch of white middle class professionals in a meeting this is not like this is not like this is not who I am I'm a bit more like I some I don't tone myself down but I'm a bit more careful and a bit more cautious about what I say or how I say it or um yeah I think that's reflective of but I always don't compromise your identity for anyone Definitely, definitely. Sorry, I think I'm lagging. Um, I was just gonna say, I do, I think that's reflective of um something we all go through at no, no matter what age. Like you feel like you have to um uh not necessarily change yourself, but like you said, be careful in certain environments. But I think like one thing I've learned getting older is like actually like screw it. Like if you're gonna except me you've got to accept me you know 100 percent obviously I'm not going to sit and pretend like I don't tread with caution in certain environments but um you said something you said that you are you may not be as confident as you seem to be but like obviously to us you're coming across as a very self-confident um young lady and I was just wondering like what advice would you give to other women who are on the beginning of their journeys because you're very much you're you're on your journey but like you're still you've still got a journey, a long journey ahead so what kind of advice would you give to young women like yourself to um to walk with confidence through different um different spaces and yeah i see the first thing is is to know yourself you need to you, you need to know your like in and out what you like what you dislike and how you want to come across to other people and like what impact that you want to create specifically just to you and understand that you don't need to compromise your identity at the expense of others like that's not on you're gonna you're gonna present yourself fully wholly in a like in a confident in like in a confident way that you can express yourself in like where you're most comfortable in I'm most comfortable in speaking at places like this like where I can you know channel my creativity and talk about something that I'm really passionate about without having to tread with caution or um like you know not be as assertive as I am but the first thing is identify your strengths whether that's in writing 
public speaking, campaigning, organizing, protesting, fundraising, whatever it is, spoken word. I don't know. Setting up a channel to talk about your um, opinions or I don't know, whatever it is that you want to do, do it. Go for it. The first thing is don't think about like, I what if, what if, because I always used to do that. I was always a person who would be like, I'm going to do this, but I would never get around to doing that. And then it would bite me in the back later. I would be like, oh, you should have done this. But now I've like, because I'm younger, I can still do things that like that haven't, I, I don't have an, like, I don't have, I don't have any regrets basically in that sort of sense. But like join your local youth group, young advisory boards, whatever it is it, whatever it is, go ahead, apply because you don't know if you're going to get it. You don't know if you could be, you could be leading the change and you could, um, have a lot of people along with you on that journey as well. Could I also ask, like, if you could start your journey all over again, what things would you have done differently, would you say? I think that with me, I used to write articles a lot. So I write on Medium. Um, I would be way more consistent on that. Um, try and, like, connect with people more and um find people that I relate to more because sometimes I think that we occupy these spaces but at the same time it wasn't it wasn't meant for us to to start occupying a space that is very um basically build your own space and build your own community and people that you like and are interested in and relate to the most so that you feel comfortable to be able to portray yourself in a confident and a bold and assertive way and like put your foot down basically I want to spin that earlier question back to us, Amina, Khadija and me. And what advice would we give Yumna like now, like at where she is? I know we did a whole episode about advice I give to my younger self, but that was very much like personal, um, like based off of like, well, I mean, again, this would be personal, but like what advice would we give? I'm not going to start because I want to hear what you guys have to say first. <laughs> Uh, yeah mine would be um yeah stay true to who you are I feel like especially with um this is generic but especially like when you start to work within certain spaces and you have like a certain um goal you want to achieve sometimes it can you go in being who you are you go in knowing exactly who you are and you know you're this person, that person, and and all the other. And then the moment you enter the door, sometimes you find that some people all of a sudden lose themselves because they don't know how to contain exactly who they are, or they. What's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, guys. I'm I'm just in a lot of pain today, so my brain is not working as it usually does. But um, what am I trying to say? Or they they end up changing because of what it is that they want, if that makes sense. So I think that would be my one, um, staying true to who you are. Like, the Yumna you are now should be the Yumna that, when you're 30 years old, hasn't necessarily changed. You've grown, but your morals, your principles and your values haven't budged. That's something that I like to live by. I I feel like everyone should have their own um, set of values, morals and principles that we all live by that you live by and and nothing changes them unless they need to change um so that that would be mine i this is more of like a heads up because i didn't get this heads up um it's gonna be a wild ride 
like as you grow and as you continue to do the amazing things that you do and you hit bigger heights you know you go further in life inshallah like you're going to be faced with a lot of pushback a lot of pushback and it's not always going to be in your face it's going to be very subtle that it will spark like this little voice in your head like wait is that what I think it was or am I just overthinking it and you're going to be in a lot of situations where you might feel like that um and so I just want to give you a heads up to say you're not overthinking it if you feel something wrong and your instinct saying like hmm something's not quite right I don't know what it is but something's not quite right while I'm in this space um most of more often than not you are right so you know just be aware of that and be aware of some of the more subtle ways people try to challenge who you are and what you stand for so yeah I would say like stand your ground because you are going to face um challenges and it is going to feel like is what I'm doing going anywhere because you will, there will be a point where it's like you just feel stuck. You're not going backwards. You're not going forward. You're just stagnant. Um, and that's when a lot of the work behind the scenes is really happening. And that's when it feels like it's not, but it really is. So I just want to give you, I would give you a heads up about that. Um, I think you'll know when you hit that stage because you will feel it, even if you can't explain it verbally. Um, and I just want to give you a heads up that it will get better. Um, you will fight, you will get a moment where everything will click for you. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm heading in the right direction. Don't know exactly what it is, but I'm heading in the right direction and it's okay. Um, And just keep putting your foot forward, put your trust in Allah and keep putting your foot forward. And you will be surprised how many places your name is being spoken about. There are certain rooms even now and you'll be very surprised. You might not know it now. It might take a few years, but there are people speaking about you and the work that you do in rooms that you've never imagined would happen. And that could change the course of your life. So be, be prepared for that. And then also be prepared for the huge wave of feeling like, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. I'm not sure if I'm in the right place. Just be prepared for those things and just keep pushing, I would say, because you're doing really well for yourself, mashallah. Like your your trajectory is looking very, very promising. And inshallah, like if you keep going with the way you're going and letting the people that are gravitating around you that are good for you help and guide you, then inshallah, you're, you're heading in a very great place for yourself. So that, that would be my advice. I am... Um... I actually have two. <laughs> um, my first one was going to be forget about deadlines and timelines. Like, just live your life freely to no constraints of I've got to do this by this age or this by this point. Like, I think, was it... Who who was I having a conversation with? Like, I've, I, I... So, like, about... Four or five years ago, I sat down and made a five and ten year plan. Don't don't ask me why I made, sat down and made these plans. But there was no point because I found it the other day. Actually, you know what made me laugh is I, me, Aisha, said I was going to run a half marathon. If you know me, you know I'm not going to run a half marathon. So why would I even set that in a stupid five to ten year plan? Like, why am I going to run a half marathon? Anyways, that's beside the point. But, um... Yeah, I, I really, I, there's no, it's good to have goals and just achieve them when you achieve them. Like, don't say I've got to have reached this by in by 2022 or this by 
done a tea or whatever because I think if this year has shown us anything is that anything can happen that can change your plans abruptly and make you adapt and I think with what's happened this year we've we are gonna have we're gonna have to adapt like to a completely different way that we never ever would have predicted so yeah forget the timelines the deadlines forget it all when I think about the things that I was talking about with friends at 16 and I think hmm Aisha you, you you no that that didn't work out that didn't work even just Thank the other day as well like <laughs> I, I know just the other day I went to my sister and I said do you remember when you were younger you said you wanted to be married by 19 and this girl is how old is she she's 23 and I was just like like that was mad like you really genuinely wanted to be married by 19 but that's because 19 like seemed like such a far away age but you know you're 16 now before you know it you're 26 so enjoy your life and live at your own Can pace. I also add to that? Um, yeah. I would say you're doing a lot of work, mashallah. But at the same time, I want you, I don't know if you're doing it already, but I just want you to enjoy your childhood as well. Like keep doing the great work that you're doing. But I'm I'm mindful because I know how much responsibility and how much a black girl's um, childhood and just their joy gets taken away from such a young age. So keep doing the work that you're doing. I think it's very important to have your voice heard. You're doing amazing things, but please be mindful of the childhood that's passing you by because that will quickly fly and then you're going to be hit with bills and responsibilities. If it's not already happening, like it's going to happen on a bigger scale. So I just want you to also like, and this is also later on down the line as well, like don't be so focused on the professional you know, life-changing journey that you want to go on, which is absolutely fine. Just don't let the happy, joyful moments go by you at at the expense of you having to go for all these goals. Like, enjoy your childhood because you are, as much as you're doing amazing work, you are also a, a girl. Like, you're, you're a little girl. Like, you are a baby. I know a lot of adults say this, and I used to get really annoyed when people used to say that to me because it's like, no, but I'm, I'm an, I'm, I'm able to understand this. Like you're still a baby girl and I still want you to have fun, have those joyous moments, um, have those moments where you're not talking like politics and global health and changing the world. Keep that at the f- forefront of what you stand for, of course, but also enjoy your childhood And because in this world that we're in right now, it's very hard for little black girls to have their moments and enjoy their moments because they're navigating through so much in their lives. So I, I really want, you to understand that because that's something I wish I had um cherished a, a bit more a few years back so you know just keep that in mind as well like as Aisha said this pandemic has shown us like anything could happen so you know cherish those friendships and be open to you know all the fun joyful moments that come with childhood while also you know going out there and bossing it in the world um so yeah I just I just wanted to say that like why you're doing amazing things keep that at the back of your mind like enjoy your childhood as much as you can you're so young and the world is not ready for you just yet but you're gonna kill it when you get to that point you're gonna be amazing more amazing than you already are so yeah yeah I love all your advice like I'm trying to I'm prioritizing self-care a lot these days because I saw the pandemic the lockdown was just I didn't I literally the first six weeks I did about nothing I hardly like I hardly like went out talked to anyone I did nothing so I I focused a lot on myself and I like reflected on my journey and I thought wow 
you, you you're like running running but like you're not you're not like cherishing those small moments that you've had like those small wins you're not celebrating them you're not saying well look you've done this that's really good instead of just being miserable about this stuck about this one little thing that you're just annoyed about focus on the good thing the positive things in your life and I think that's so important as well my other piece of advice is listen to your mama mama's no best and honestly like I'm I'm a very stubborn person and I think there's a lot of things that my mom was telling me at 16 where now I'm just like that made so much sense it made so much sense Aisha you could have like saved yourself the heartache the pain the crying the whatever like if you just listened to what your mom said but I like to justify it with oh I never would have got to that point of thinking if I hadn't have experienced it but also you don't need to experience it like if it's not great so definitely listen to your mum obviously within reason not they don't know everything no one knows everything but they know like 99.9% of things and they usually write about 99.9% of those things so listen to your mum take her advice and just always remember that it might there might be times where it feels like she doesn't get you but she's really talking from her own experience and she's lived life and she knows things and she knows a lot more than you do so <laughs> that's no. my life. I love, no I love I love my parents I love my mom she's She's like my biggest support system. If I need something, I go straight to her. Anything, I go straight to my mom. Every every little thing that I do, I have to tell her. I'm like, mom, look, I'm doing this oh my thing God, you're today. Like me. I'm, this. I'm doing this and this and this. And she's like, make sure you talk about this. Make sure you do this. I'm like, okay, thank you. She's so yeah. nice. Mashallah. That's really lovely, That's really lovely mm-hmm. to hear. I love that. Um, and actually, you touched yeah. on something really interesting about like, it's not every heartache and every hour you must take. And if we were to apply that, to like the work that you do um really honing on learning from the wisdom of people around you that have more experience that look like you because they'll give you advice where it could save you a few years of a longer route that might not benefit you um um I relate to that on a personal level because I feel like if there were certain people in certain industries that didn't give me the advice that they gave me I would probably be on a completely different journey and it could have been a really long-winded painful very little reward kind of journey so I just want you to be mindful of that because I remember you said something about how um the work that you do at the age that you are like a lot of older people might take advantage or people in general might take advantage of your passion and your eager to learn and to make a change uh just be wary of that and really listen to the black women around you for the most part because they will give you advice in a way that you can understand and in a way that will help you stay alert to what's going on around you so listen to a lot of the black women the muslim women around you you know take what you need from it and use that as wisdom to make sure that you're not taking any else that you don't need to take because there's a lot of those that you don't need to take so just be mindful um, but yeah, I think you're on a great journey. We we love the work that you do. We we support you. We care about you, and we really do want the best for you and your future. And we're so excited to see what you get up to in the future, inshallah. Inshallah. You made it. You made a very interesting point. You said listen to only like the people that you relate to. Like some people, they just take everything from like everyone. Like they would just instead of instead of just focusing on themselves and taking what they need, they just listen to everyone. This is a like broad question, but 
do you think mentoring at a young age is important is it needed like what do you guys think about mentoring I would say just based off what I know of you um, from following your journey and how you're talking to us now the kind of person you are what I have a strong feeling will happen if it's not already happening to you is that as you grow up you're gonna bump into similar people who are going to give you the next step to go forward and those people are going to keep popping up in your life so they indirectly serve you as a mentor it's not like this is one person you schedule a meeting and this is how they're going to structure it for you I don't think you're that kind of person at this stage in your life I think that sort of format will probably come to you later on down the years I think where you're heading right now is there's probably older people around you that are that that were that are already advocating for you that are already sort of like looking out for you even like when you're sending me a dm and you're asking me xyz and you keep coming back that is technically like indirect sort of mentoring because you're asking for the information someone who might have a bit more experience is helping you out and when that becomes a continuous process even if it's from like four or five different people that is serving as a type of mentoring and i think that is what is working for you a lot right now so i would say hang in there with that and then don't don't force someone to be your mentor and don't cling on to them thinking that's the only opinion and that's the only mentorship that you can have the way you're going right now and what I'm seeing for your future and how passionate about you are about what you do you're in so many different spaces and you're doing bits in all of them so I think for you it would actually be better to have a group of people here and there that are advocating for you and I think you know who those people are already and I think if you have if you don't know yet you're going to bump into those people that are constantly going to come back and forth you're going to find yourself conversing with them more often they're going to give you certain information that you're going to be like wait hold on a second this feeds into a question that I didn't know was a question but it's going to help me answer this and I'm now going to take a next step here and there so I think for the next few years that's going to be the best way to help you shape the future that you want for yourself and that you deserve and I think your sort of more one-to-one sort of mentor is probably going to happen way down the line because a lot of how you've navigated around these spaces it reminds me of myself when I was a bit younger so it's like I can see the passion and I see that you want to learn from people and you want to you know get into those spaces do the work you want to see tangible change essentially and you're gonna need people that are advocating for you especially in the fields that you're in which requires people vouching for you to tell you that you to tell the people in power like you know these are the voices that we need to hear these are the voices that need to be pushed forward so I would say for you focus on the people that are doing that for you in your life right now and take what they're doing and see how it applies to you and keep moving forward with that because that's going to probably take you further ahead than waiting for the right mentor to come and pop up in your life. I think keep doing what you're doing and hold on to the people that are constantly advocating for you, that are showing to you that they support you, they vouch for you, they're helping you get your name in the right rooms to help push for the tangible changes that you want. I think that's the direction for you from from just observing how you are right now and how I've been seeing you grow for the past few years, I, I definitely think that's the direction for you. I I I totally understand uh, Amina's point of view and perspective, but I guess maybe I don't agree based on like my own personal experiences with mentoring and be with being a mentee and being a mentor. One thing I would say is I've had the same 
mentor since I was probably started around your age or like around a little bit younger. Maybe when I was like, actually, when I started secondary school. So I don't know how many years it's been, but I've had the same person as my mentor since the age of 11. And I'm now 23. Someone that's good at math can do the math. I don't know what the math is, but whatever. How many ever years that is. I can see Aisha well, thinking, trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> so, over the 12 years that I've had this one mentor, the relationship and the dynamic of the mentoring has changed. Like, guys, sorry, today I'm just not with it. I can't get my words out. Bloody hell. Yeah, so anyways, the dynamic of the mentorship relationship that I have with him has changed in regards to how I've grown as a person. So the way he was mentoring me when I was 11 years old is completely different to how he was mentoring me when I was 16 years old. And the way he was mentoring me when I was 16 year old is completely different to how he mentors me now as a 23 year old. And that's why I say, I get what Amina's saying. Definitely like be around people that you can learn from and that they can teach you and you can soak them up. But I definitely think that you can have the best of both worlds. So you can have the different people as you go along in life. Cause I've had that, like I've been in different spaces and I've learned different things from different people. I've been in, like I was saying, yeah, I've been in different spaces where I've learned different things from different people. I was able to pick things up from them. I was able to talk to them about certain things and just, broaden my horizons and all of this kind of stuff but I always had my home base if that makes sense and it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm dependent on this person or whatever he says goes but it's nice knowing that I have one person that has seen me grow and if I am going off tracks I know I have one person that will bring me back and will always remind me of my purpose and can always tell me, you know what, Khadija, maybe I think you should do this because you remember two years ago, you was in a similar situation and you handled it like this. Why don't, do, do, do you get what I'm trying to say? And that's why I think it is important to actually have one solid mentor. And then obviously you can dabble around here and there with whoever you want to dabble around with. With that being said though, one thing I will say is when it comes to picking who you want your mentor to be, you need to pick wisely. That's one thing I will say because, I mean, I've been, in, <laughs> I was about to say, I've been in this mentorship game for a long time. No, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, maybe I haven't. I mean, 12, I 12 years is long. A lot, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> mentoring. I started mentoring. Oh, right. I was in year 11. Actually, oh, you yeah. you started being a mentor. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, when I was in year eleven. But with that being said, I think yeah. My main point is it's really, really, really important to pick who your mentor is going to be. And a lot of the time, most mentors want to mentor you for the sake of just being, just so they can say they're doing mentoring. But I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you, and this is not coming from a place of like pride and ego or any of that kind of stuff but there's been a lot of people that have reached out to me like oh I would love to mentor you and this this that and all of that kind of stuff and like I said no disrespect to anyone they have nothing to teach me but because they want to be able to say that they've mentored someone that looks good on their CV 
they would definitely just dish out the word and all of that kind of stuff. I've had experiences where I was being mentored by someone and the woman, I should put her on blast, but I won't do that. She stole my whole idea. Like, sis took the whole idea, the whole thing, not even bits. No, you need to drag her. You need to drag her. When I tell you, she took the whole thing. Amina, you've known me the longest. You know I've kind of been doing, like, lots of different things here and there from, like, Demi and all of that kind of stuff, yeah? Let me tell you something about Khadija. Can I, can I, Khadija is a powerhouse. So in the sense that she does a lot of different things, but in each respectful field, she won't just do it like, oh, yeah, it's just the average thing. Let me do it. It's like, no. I'm yeah. seeing through this through to the end. Yeah. And what happens is, and I, and this is partly why I was very protective of you in the sense that don't force yourself to find a mentor. Let it happen to you over the years. And the reason why, because you remind me a lot of when I was younger, you're doing this, you're doing that. And you're not just doing it. You're doing it well. As in, you're not just, it's not just something you're flinging yeah. on your CV. You're doing it well. And on top of that, you want tangible solutions. You're not just saying, yeah, let me just say this for the sake of speaking. You want tangible solutions. And so the reason why I'm, I'm ver- I've been very protective of you, you already know this, like just by how we communicate in the DMs, like, I'm very protective of you because I know how certain people in different industries will take advantage of that because something along those lines has happened to me. And as we're now hearing like, it's happened to Khadija and I just don't want that passion and that drive that fuels who you are and what you stand for to be taken advantage of so I totally agree with Khadija like you have to be very wise when it gets to that point um, and I especially understand where Khadija's coming from just by the person she is and how she navigates and how she does things like you will feel the purpose behind why she sets up everything no matter what it is you don't even have to know her you just have to be like just by you just look at what she's doing you're like okay I know why she's doing it I know what the purpose is and I know how it's serving me so that's why she's telling you, like, be wise, because some people take advantage of that that drive. Yeah, that, that, is, that is definitely, like, what I would say on mentoring, that like, just make sure you know who you're picking and make sure that the person actually has your best interest at heart. Like, wallahi, I, I always tell, say, say this to people, the mentor that I've had since I was 11 years old, I genuinely feel like he's the best thing that's happened to me. Honestly, especially when you're such a bold character, I feel like it's, and that's why I think sometimes it's even more important to have a mentor, especially when, as women, black Muslim women as that, when you've got, and when you're naturally bold, it's some, sometimes it's very, very hard to navigate spaces because it's either people think you're doing too much or think that you're rude or people think you're unapproachable or people think that it's just people think a whole bunch of things just because you've got a bold character and I think for me growing up I definitely needed someone that was going to help me see that me being bold and me being very assertive I have to claim it I am I didn't like to claim it for a very long time but I've come to the conclusion that you know what Khadija that's just how you are and unfortunately there's nothing unfortunate about it that's just how you are people have to accept it but having to around made it easier for me to understand, okay, this is a character trait that I have. This is a very much a valuable character trait, especially because when you're in school and you're like that and you've got the white teachers, oh, you're too loud or you're too this. But for so long, I was disruptive. These times I'm 
definitely not destructive in class, but okay. <laughs> Just because I question you. All right, miss. Um, but yeah, for so long, I always thought it was something negative and I had to unlearn that. So I definitely think it's important that you can have someone that sees you for yumna. Okay? They see you for who you are. And this is actually in general. Your mentor needs to be able to see you for who you are away from everything that you do. Like, they need to see you as an individual and who you are. And everything that you do is literally just, like, an add-on. You're like a game. You're like a character game. And then you know when you can pick these fancy bits and pieces for your character, what strengths they have and all of that kind of stuff. That's basically what it is. But when you pick the character, it doesn't come with all of those little cute strengths and running fast. It doesn't come with that. It's just a character and then you pick. And your mentor needs to be able to see you as you and everything else is a part of you. And that's 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 what I would say. Just make sure you're very wary um, of people around you, especially because I hate to sound patronising, but you, like Amina said, you are really, really young. And trust me, there's leeches out there. Leeches. Like, people, like people Many. You just so they can say they've mentored you or just to get their own foot in the door. Literally, literally and they'll leave you behind and then you're gonna feel empty and feel like what the hell happened like am i doing something I, wrong you're not guys Just telling you that when i told you the lady stole my idea and got funding for it i'm not kidding thousands of pounds i'm she's still kidding. doing it is she still doing I don't know, it i don't know if she's still doing it the thing is she even i don't even want to get, i'm just gonna say this one little thing she was even telling someone my idea in front of me and making it seem like it was hers. I was sitting oh, right oh, next to oh, oh, Who's this, man? <laughs> is she well-known? Is she well-known? Um, the group that she's from is quite well-known, but we'll get into that another day. But yeah, honestly, no. Oh, guys, don't ask. Just, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you just, you just, you just, yeah. Um, yeah it's stuff like that you know like she like not to tweet my anything she wouldn't have stole my idea if she didn't think it was a good idea coming from someone that was her because at the at the time i think i think it was like a a 10 year gap i think she was like 28 if i remember correctly damn young at the time i was still in i was this is this was monarch's days i mean i was still in college at the time so i was around 17 ish oh wow yeah Around your age, oh gosh, around 16, 17, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, be open your eyes. As as Africans say, we say in Nigeria, we call it shine your eyes. Shine your eyes. But yeah, definitely just make sure you're around people that you can soak things up from. And if you do feel like you need a mentor, then... It will happen. I feel like for someone like you, you will know when the time comes. I promise you, it will click for you. You would know who your mentor is. That's definitely one thing I'll say. You probably wouldn't even have to um, pitch yourself like that. Yeah, you would know. The the person that I've had since I was in year seven, like I said, over the years, it's changed. But I always knew it was him, even though at one point I had this lady, it, it still didn't feel as authentic as it did 
with my mentor now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I always knew it was him. And honestly, I can tell you, him knowing me at 11 years old and him knowing me at 23 years old is probably the best thing ever. Knowing that there's someone away from family that has seen me grow mentally, intellectually, financially, whatever illies there are, is beautiful. Because like you said, sometimes you forget your wins. And having that person that can always remind you, look, hold on a minute, you know you've done this and you're only this, or you know you did that and you know you did that and the other, or maybe you should do this, or make, like, it's, it's, listen, I know I can't, like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but obviously I can't go wrong in life only because of the law and by the will of Allah. But Allah does put people in our life as guidance and he is absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, I feel like I should share him, but I can't, sorry. I feel like you'll gravitate to I think what Khadija's bringing out from what I can understand it's like with your mentor he gravitated towards you and you gravitated towards him from the jump so even if you didn't know exactly how that looked like for the rest of the years that initial spark was there and I feel like that will happen for you just don't force it and for the time being Fine. There's good. There's probably already people that are constantly advocating for you, and you feel slightly more comfortable around anyway. And you're gonna come across more of those people, and that will help you distinguish between those that are just trying to attach your name to theirs versus those that are constantly like keeping a watchful eye over you, just so you're staying vigilant and you're pushing forward ahead in a way that serves you first and foremost. That aligns with your principles that aligns with the thing that you're standing for and so much more you're gonna feel it because I have been in situations like similar to what Khadija was saying like with leeches and people just draining you out and taking full advantage of your passion and in your case your youth like people will underestimate how much you know because they're under the assumption that you're just young, you're bright, energetic, she wants to do X, Y, Z, let's see what we can do. And they use you as an experiment. And when they're not happy with it, and they're not happy with how your name is going to be attached to theirs, they'll just dash you. And I think, you know, I just, I just want you to be very, very, very mindful of that. And just really stay alert while you're pushing ahead. Because honestly, by the will of Allah, the way your trajectory is going right now for your life, I am really excited to see where you head. And I'm, and I've become very protective of you as a result because I just don't want anyone to take advantage of you and, you know, soften or like lessen the voice that you have. And it's so powerful. I just want you to just stay on track. Don't worry about these things just yet. Just keep going the way you're going and just whatever you do, put your trust in Allah and just keep pushing. That That's all I would advise to you. No, I definitely agree. What would you guys say about career-wise? Because just in general, some people, I don't know, like career-wise, some people are like, um, you're never going to make as much impact as you hope to make, which is just, I don't, I don't agree with that. But what would you guys think? What do you guys think about education, schooling system? What, like, what do you guys think about that? In what sense, sorry? Like in just the broader sense, like if someone... Not me necessarily, but someone like me wants to occupy these spaces, whatever it is. Because I'm not into politics, as people think. I'm more into, like, transforming, like, different systems, not just, like, outside of politics. So what would you say about um, career-wise for someone like me, like, still in school, um, who's thinking about their different options that they could go into? Keep an open mind. 
that is exactly what I was going to say. I oh, was gonna sorry. Say, I was <laughs> I'm gonna, lagging. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, keep an open mind and try everything that comes your way. Um, and remember that if you experience something and you come out of it being like, oh, like, that was a waste of time. I didn't like it. I'm not going to go down that route. Well, actually, it wasn't a waste of time because you've now crossed something off that you're definitely not going to do. Um, so, yeah, my my biggest advice would definitely be keep keep an open mind. But also, if you are really, really, really passionate about something and you are pretty 100% certain that that's what you want to do in life, also don't be afraid to go after that either. Because I'm kind of now in a stage where I'm going back to what it was with that what it was that I always wanted to do but I had a few years where I was busy like oh there's so much to do in the world I'm gonna try something else and really I mean I'm I'm happy that I'm doing it now because I've had that journey and experience and connected with so many people and whatnot but I think it's just a reminder that if there is something that you know that you really really like and are passionate about also just go for it and don't be afraid of what other people think or what um I know with like out coming from like African backgrounds, you know, our parents expect us to be doctors, lawyers, whatever it is. If that's not what you think, that's not what you want to do. That's not what you want to do. You can't force it. So it's all right. That's it. (laughs) I would definitely say keep an open mind and don't, don't, don't be afraid of starting again and don't be afraid to change your mind and pivot because I'm telling you this as someone who's been in three different industries in the space of four years. Um, I've changed like two, three years ago. If you told me like, you're going to be in the tech industry, I would be like, what, how? Because I, I, I grew up loving writing. I loved being in the creative space. I used to write spoken word and everything. And I, I still enjoy that. But I, as I'm growing up and I'm discovering myself and you know, I'm trying to figure out my feet, um, it's led me to so many different paths. Some paths where I'm like, okay, it's great that I explored that, but now I know it's not for me. So similar to what Aisha said, like I can cross that off and I don't have any sort of voice in my head. Like, it's like, oh, what if, what if? Um, keep an open mind and you'll be surprised how much the people around you know and how much their information can change the course of your career and how certain opportunities can completely take you in a direction that could either be super great or it can backtrack you. Whatever happens is if you feel like you're failing, try to readjust that mindset to failing forwards. As in, if I'm failing, then it's just Allah's putting me in a position where I need to reevaluate. So reevaluate, what are my next steps? Find a way to head in that direction rather than, oh, I'm failing, so I can't really do this anymore. So like, let me just, you know, whatever, give up. See it as a point of reflection. And that's how you sort of, quote unquote, fail forwards. And someone told me that when I was like 18. And since then, it's like, you know what? If something doesn't work out for me, Pause, reflect, move on. Literally, pause, reflect, move on. That's, that's something I still repeat to myself to this day. So, like, whenever I find myself in a situation where I don't like this, that's what goes on in my head. And it's like, okay, do I need to plan my exit strategy? Do I need to readjust how I do X, Y, Z? Think of it that way. And don't listen to some of these older people that want you to have a very linear journey. Life is not meant to be like that. Um, It's not going to be so clear cut. Um, It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to you right now. Pivot in the direction where it fuels your passion, it fuels what you want to do, it aligns with your values, and you're going to find people along the way that are either going to support you or try to hinder you. And your job as the woman you are now is to be able to distinguish between that in order for you to keep pushing ahead because that's really what's going to propel your career. 
And that's what's going to propel you as a person for you to find the purpose that you truly feel comfortable in. So I would say, keep an open mind with that. You People used to tell me this when I was your age and I used to be like, no, if I don't have it figured out by 18 and then 21, that's it, my life's over. No, 16 is very young. You can make so many mistakes and bounce back right now. And they're not even going to be mistakes. They're going to be experiences for you to look back on. So please just keep an open mind. And this is to anyone at any age, to be honest. Like there is no age limit to start again, per se. It's just about how you reflect and how you pivot moving on from that. So I would say keep that in mind. We went like full circle. And I know I've learned a lot. I hope you've learned a lot. I think our listeners will have learned a lot. This was such a lovely conversation and honestly, you're doing amazing things. You're really young and you have such a bright future ahead of you. So, you know, keep going forward with that same mindset that you've got and yeah, just keep being you, remain authentic and yeah. Thank you for being a guest on the TBMG podcast. (laughs) It was was so nice to join you all. Literally, I'm so happy. Get to meet all of you, inshallah. Get to meet you all in real life because it's such an insightful conversation. Inshallah, definitely, definitely. Yeah.